Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Let's talk wide receivers, risers, and fallers in ADP. Next on Fantasy Football Today in 5. Welcome to FFP in 5. I'm Chris Towers. I'm here with Dan Schneier. And we just had our first week in a preseason NFL action, and we're not quite sure how things are going to shake out coming from there. But at the wide receiver position, I don't think there was too much that's going to change things. The one thing I did notice, as we talked about on yesterday's podcast, don't be surprised if Christian Kirk's price falls a little bit. He was playing exclusively out of the slot in three wide receiver sets, while Zay Jones and Calvin Ridley were playing on the outside in two wide receiver sets. That could limit his upside a little bit, but we haven't seen any change in his price yet. One player whose price has risen in ADP, uh, we're comparing the end of the last two weeks of July to the first two weeks of August. Calvin Ridley is up a couple of spots at the wide receiver position. Overall, it's about six spots in ADP, but at wide receiver, he's jumped ahead of Debo Samuel and Keenan Allen. Dan, I know you're really high on the Jaguars offense and and Trevor Lawrence. Do you think it makes sense for Calvin Ridley's price to keep rising from where it's been? I think I'm still good with it, Chris. Um, It's borderline for me, but Mm -hmm. I mean, I watched some of that preseason game. I watched all the preseason games and just thinking about what the Jaguars were doing in that area of the field that Lawrence was targeting Ridley and early on that game on the outs on the quick outs. It's just like that area of the field. Not every quarterback can reach that area Mm -hmm. with good velocity, getting the ball there on time. Lawrence can, he's one of the few and Ridley gets open in that area of the field so easily. And you know, you're going to see that soon turn into an out and up where he's just open Mm -hmm. on the vertical plane for an easy touchdown. So I just feel like the reason, I like Ridley to begin with because he consistently beats press man coverage and there's like only two handfuls of receivers in the NFL who can even do that with a quarterback who can actually make defenses pay when a, when a, when a player can win on the vertical plane mm-hmm. and win man coverage. It's still all there. So I just feel like he's going to be the guy and they didn't have that last year with Zay Jones or Christian Kirk or Evan Ingram. Those guys weren't at that level. So I'm still good with it personally. It's getting a little insane, but I'm still okay with it. Yeah, he's up to 16. The next players he'd be jumping would be like DK Metcalf, T Higgins. He's a couple of spots behind those guys in the overall ADP 16 is that the right spot could he move higher for you or he's already he's already higher for me than 16 yeah I have him ahead of guys like Metcalf Uh, I do have Higgins still ahead of him I'm trying to think exactly I'm going to look right now exactly if I can get this yeah it's Devontae Smith Chris Olave and Jalen Waddle are right ahead of him as uh, ahead of those guys as well yeah, I have him I actually have him exactly as wide receiver 16 right now but that is ahead of DK Metcalf so okay All right, let's move on to Amon Ross St. Brown, another guy who, I mean, he was already pretty high, but he's jumped a couple more spots up from 14.5 in ADP to 11.4. That's jumped him ahead of A.J. Brown and C.D. Lamb. Now, they're kind of a very jumbled group. You know, they're they're separated by one pick on average, 11.3 to 11.97. Who do you have? How do you have those three ranked? Amon Ross St. Brown, A.J. Brown, and C.D. Lamb. 
all literally back to back to back in my mm-hmm. second tier of wide receivers, but I have it as Brown, AJ Brown first, Amon Ross second, and then CD Lamb. Yeah, I've got Lamb, Brown, and St. Brown in okay. that order, but the same, it's seven through nine in my wide receiver rankings. So yeah, that's uh that makes sense. A couple lower end guys who've moved up. Zay Flowers up about nine spots in ADP. How do you feel about that one? I'm good with that one as well. I think he's his ADP was a little too low to begin with. And then Tank Dell, he is still outside of the top 240, but I would guess after his big preseason week one showing, that's going to jump. Does he, in a standard 12-team draft where like 160 players are drafted, mm-hmm. should he be one of them? I'm okay taking a flyer and tank down from a talent standpoint, because like I mentioned on our last podcast or last time we talked, he can beat all, he can win at all three levels and he beats Mm -hmm. man coverage, but I don't really want to go hard on him because I don't trust that passing game at all. I think it's going to be one of the worst, if not the worst passing games in the NFL with CJ Stroud starting in year one, at least. So it's just when I ever, when I see these late round flyers, Chris, they always appeal to me based on the talent. Mm -hmm. And then when I actually think about it a little more in the path to production for a guy like Dell, in an offense, if that offense is struggling the way I think it will in the passing game, it seems like it's such a smaller margin there. Yeah, I mean, look, the, the way you have to think about it, anybody you draft outside of the top 200, there's a decent chance you're going to cut them yes. pretty early on in the season, especially if it's your last round pick. I mean, that's basically just let's see what happens in week one kind of thing. And then right. you figure out like that might be the first guy you drop. Let's talk about a couple of guys who are falling in the ADP. There's not too many wide receivers who have fallen lately. We're seeing wide receiver prices continue to increase as drafts go along. But Cooper Cup naturally has fallen a few spots since the end of July, only down to 7.65. But that's dropped him behind Travis Kelsey and Austin Eckler in the overall rankings. Also Tyree Kill, Christian McCaffrey, Jamar Chase and Justin Jefferson. Is that the right spot for Cooper Cup, or would you have Bijan Robinson, Stefan Diggs, and Amon Ross St. Brown ahead of him as well? No, I think that's the right spot. I have him ahead of all of those players. I'm not as overly concerned about it, and I still think his path to – he has, a, in my opinion, a chance to be the wide receiver one, potentially. I mean, he showed it last year. He showed it in, in the time in times over over uh, different sample sizes. So I still think he has that upside, which maybe those guys, some of those guys outside of Robinson don't. My favorite stat, I was doing some Cooper Cup research. My favorite stat, he's played 28 games where both he and Matthew Stafford were healthy. That includes the playoffs a couple of years ago. He has not scored a touchdown in eight of those 28 games, which is already a bonker stat. He scored a touchdown in 20 of 28 games. In the eight games where he didn't score a touchdown, he's still averaging over 19 PPR points per game. That would have made him the, I think, wide receiver six last season. In games where he didn't score a touchdown, we've also got Tyler Lockett dropping a few spots. I'm on record saying that Tyler Lockett is a fantastic value already if he keeps dropping. That just means more Tyler Lockett for Chris Towers. How do you feel about it? I feel like we're in like a time warp or something where like this is the conversation every single offseason for the past three years about Mm -hmm. Tyler Lockett. Nobody wants to draft him and he still outproduces ADP on a consistent basis. I'm going to be honest with you, Chris. I don't have any shares of him yet, and I probably won't be drafting Tyler Lockett. I make this because I have all the shares year after year, Um, but I get it and I'm okay with it at his price. And here's the thing with his price. His ADP may be one thing, but he almost always goes after his actual ADP. Like it seems like it's like nobody wants to pull the trigger. Yeah, I feel like I get him in the sixth round every time and I'm thrilled about it. Yeah, so I'm not going to knock you for it. It's not my cup of tea, but I get it. All right, that's going to do it for FFT and five. We'll be back tomorrow. We'll see you then.